This show is broadcasting from the Podcast Detroit studios in Royal Oak, Michigan. For more information about the show or our network, please visit www.podcastdetroit.com. This bar is tended by the founders of the American Association of Whiskey Peaks. The statue-loving historian himself, Trico, brings you the facts one indictment at a time. Foxy Babe's staff keeps the boys in line, and of course the color man, Big Dev, and his old Roman mind. So fill your glass with rye and raise it up on high, because this is your shot of history. Hello and welcome back to Shot of History. I'm Stephanie. I'm the color man, Big Dev. T to the motherfucking heat. <laughs> That's damn right. <laughs> <laughs> and we have as our guest host. Oh my god, it's Ellie Flagstaff. What's up? Hey oh <laughs> wow, that was very demure for you. you I like, am the, was it really demure for me? I'm pretty drunk right now because <laughs> I've <laughs> I've been at this live broadcast yes. of Shot of History since for the last three hours. Yeah. It's pretty great. She said pretty <laughs> drunk. Pretty not totally drunk. Pretty yeah. drunk. <laughs> and you know the greatest part of this is that you are our historian. Oh my god! Episode. Yes. <laughs> yes. Oh so it's going to be a fantastic, fantastic train wreck. It's going to be. Some I'm, might say a fantastic journey or a fantastic voyage. Rather, I think it's going to be a beautiful disaster. Hmm. Yeah, that about that. sums up my life, Dad. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so glad that you could sum that up. Uh, you know, before we get too deep, we got to do that shot. Right. I did not get one. I oh. It's fine. I've been drinking all afternoon. I'll, I'll, can I just like fist bump so you guys? You can. Like, okay. Yes. All right. Ready? Here we go. Cheers. 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 Woohoo. Cheers. Ooh. Ooh. Just a oh, little God. bit on the titty. You're I got fine. a little I got a little on my titty. You just uh, I saw nothing. I saw nothing. <laughs> so Jamie and Matt from uh Happy what is it? Oh, Van Cave Happy Hour. Van Cave Happy Hour. Yes. Thank oh, you. The, Our the gentleman that said they were gonna crash our show. We, they yes. came here <laughs> to crash the show. Specifically to Hackleby. Why not? Because I ranted at them about Hildegard, aka the person that I'm talking about today, for like twenty minutes. So we get to hear about it twice. (laughs) Oh my god. That is it. Happy to hear all about Hildegard. I am so glad because everyone should hear about Hildegard. When uh, when Ellie has to uh, valet the show later, I mean, I what? mean Usher. <laughs> Usher. She's ushing. Yes, I am parking ushing. cars, parking people. It's yes. the same thing. Dude, how how no. does one ush? I want to know how does one. So ush? you show up, you have all of the programs in your hand, and you and say, you tried "Do you not help finding your seat?" <laughs> For me, I'm the fifty-fifty girl, so I just show up and I'm like fifty-fifty. Tickets one for a dollar a piece, six for five dollars, fifteen for ten dollars. If you buy fifteen tickets, I'll sing you a song. No, and no nose to toes. <laughs> no, 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 toes. No, 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 no,
So, and we are live at the two-year anniversary yes. podcast of um, Shot of History. Yes, Which, two years. Jesus, God in heaven. That is a long time. <laughs> I thought I was going to be out after this first six months. Let's be honest. And then really? it was Trico who abandoned yeah. the show. Yeah, Trico, yeah. He's the abandoner. Yeah, Trico the abandoner. Well, we were coming up on two years, so Trico had to quit. Yeah, <laughs> true. Oh, man. So, and we took our, we already took our shot, right? Yes. Okay, great. She is so drunk. She had those notes. <laughs> Take a shot. So she's following directions. Pretty she's following right. Notes. She's doing well. I've been drinking. And to be fair. I kind of want to go to this show tonight. <laughs> <laughs> you want to get sat down in the wrong seat? Is that yes. what you want? <laughs> Shut up, guys. <laughs> it's, uh, I, fuck if I know. <laughs> Just give me some money. I'll so. give you some tickets. Ah, fair play. That's great. How much can I get for 12 bucks? <laughs> so we're talking about... <laughs> we're talking about Hildegard. We're talking about Hildegard von Bingen. Hildegard. Matt has decided to take, it, to take his headphones <laughs> yeah. off and just laugh we've, into the air. We've lost him. <laughs> we lost Matt. Which it, it, does happen. it does happen. Hildegard's fantastic. Hi, Hildegard. <laughs> no. Hildegard is amazing. Hildegard um, was born in 1098 and died on September 17th, 1179. No one knows... You blew your trico load. What? You blew your trico load. You already said they they died. I'm sorry. You can do Um, it again at the end. Oh, I will do it again at the end. Don't worry. Um, I just... She... I mean, the mere fact that she lived as long as she did, like, she lived 81, roughly, like, that... In the 12th century? That's kind of fucking impressive. It's very impressive. Um... She was the 10th child in her family, um, Hildegard was. And this was in um, the Rhineland region region of Germany. Excuse me. Um, again, I've been drinking for the past three hours. Um, this was in the Rhineland ver- uh, region of Germany. Um, she was the 10th child of uh, two of a... A family who served like a duke in Rhineland, mm-hmm. and they uh, sent her off because she was the tenth child. They sent her off to work oh, for the church. They're like, "We don't need you." Yeah. Basically, you're a tenth child. Get out of here. Basically, that and Did, like they white finger. They yes. that <laughs> and like finger. and the church was like yeah. a reasonable. Off with you then. The church. <laughs> Thank you. Can you get that for me? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> My hecklers. Um, the church was like a reasonable place for children to go if you were like after like say fourth in line in your family. So um, she went to the church in Dissin Bodyberg, which I keep wanting to it say sounds as like body disin- bag. I keep wanting to say it as disembodiedberg. <laughs> so I'm just gonna say it like that, even there though it's Dissin Bodyberg. Um, we don't judge. She no, no, went judge. to study with 
Yeah, because I we don't have the shot glass here that I made the for in, the indictment shot the glass. The yep. shot glass <laughs> um, that was made specifically for Trico because he did it so often. Right. He did it so often. Right. So often. I made it for him. Um, but she went to study with Yuta, who was an anchoress. Now, an anchoress was someone who um, sequestered themselves in like a like just a set of rooms, basically. Mm. And so she was in this like sweet. I guess in this monastery and the Benedictine monastery you could be a man or woman and study there and um, be a monk or a nun and like you had basically equal rights there was it co-ed? it was no they did have separate places okay. for men and women because they did not want to entice sexual activity yes. correct thank you alright I got you um, back boo thank you <laughs> but you. in the Benedictine monastery you could have men and women doing equal jobs basically just in separate places, you know, separate but equal because <laughs> right. that works so well throughout history. Yes, it's such a great good, good, idea. Good formula, good formula. Should have been Kuwait. <laughs> yes. Now, she was basically sold to the church when she was eight years old because, well, you like, do. you know, they couldn't take care of all ten of their children, so you know they sent her to the monastery and um. Studied with uh, Yuta, who was the anchoress, and she took her vows as a nun at the age of 15. <laughs> but all the way through her childhood, adolescence, all the way through her adulthood, starting when she was about three, all the way through when she was adult, no one knows really when it ended, she had these visions that God was talking to her and um, like telling her these interpretations of scripture and like the way things should be and she had these visions and she described it as this like blinding light and this pain this sharp pain and nowadays like she was masturbating wow. or, or she no. had had too many shots of tequila because that is also what I see when I have had too many shots of tequila here's it would the thing. be me back then yeah. <laughs> shut up you're just supposed to be a heckler <laughs> You just heckled your heckler. (laughs) So careful. Sometimes people hecklers they go down a dark path. Shut up, Deb. (laughs) So the color guys actually (laughs) thought that she like suffered from migraines. Um, before they were diagnosed as such. So it's thought that she suffered from migraines from, you know, because she described it as from the age of three on throughout the rest of her life. So, um, and she described it as this, like, blinding light and God spoke to her and everything. Um, that sounds like a tumor. Right. <laughs> but with her, with the way... It's not a tumor. It's not a tumor. So the way that she described things, it was thought to be, like nowadays it's thought to be, to be migraines. Um, but the Pope at the time, Eugenius III, supported everything she said, and it landed her as this... Um, Prophet mm. in Germany, which gave her a lot of perks that a lot of other women might not have had. So um, there's this theory that because she said, "Oh well, I don't," have, she as a woman actually said, "I don't have all this training. I never learned all of this stuff and everything." That actually, like, 
it gave her more credence as a woman mm-hmm. because they were able to say, well, you're a prophet versus, oh, well, you're a witch because clearly no woman can know all of this You're stuff. a learned woman, so yes. you must be a witch. Exactly. <laughs> she was a learned woman, but she said that, like, God granted her all of this stuff as a vision because um, she knew that she wouldn't be taken seriously if she said that as a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, so she became... Um, when Yuta died, the anchoress that she was studying with, um, who was like sort of the female head of the monastery, um, when Yuta died, Hildegard was unanimously voted as the, uh, the new magistrate. Yeah, the new anchor of the monastery, the new magistra of the monastery and bitch for those keeping tracks <laughs> good yes you pay attention yeah <laughs> so she was so popular with the nuns that like her abbey really got overcrowded and this was in I hate when my abbey gets overcrowded <laughs> I know there were <sighs> so many women there that they ding just, ding 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 they couldn't house them all ding 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 <laughs> thank you so many women what are we doing here man she's Heckled just fine. That's it. <laughs> and um, they became so overcrowded that she actually decided to move to a different monastery. She wanted to form a new monastery in Rupertsburg, which was near Bingen. Hello. Hi. Hildegard <laughs> ding, ding, Bingen. She wanted to go okay. to Bingen. Yeah. Shut up, Gotta Jamie. be bigger. It's always so, gotta be bigger. She wanted to form a new monastery because there were so many women that they didn't have enough rooms for them. So she formed this new monastery in Rupertsburg. Now, the bishops in the area and the, the cardinals in the area, the, the Pope was generally fine with whatever she did because right, right. the Pope was like, dude, she has visions. She's a prophet. Do which, whatever she wants. Which Pope was this? Uh, Eugenius III. Okay. Visions are close at entry. And... Also, yes. Say something. But the cardinals and the bishops were like, no, you cannot move your monastery to Bingen by the Rhine. That's just, that's, you can't do that. Yeah. So they were all she that actually had this, like, in 11, <laughs> I think it was 1148, she um, she had this, like, sick, the sickness came over her where she couldn't move from her bed. Shut up. <laughs> And she couldn't move from her bed. And these, like, cardinals and these bishops and everyone came over and tried to move her, and they couldn't move her. And they said, well, I guess it's just God saying that she is, you know, that he's punishing her because he's punishing her because she's not moving the nuns like I said she should move them. So they let her move the nuns to Rupertsburg in Bingen because they said, well, God's clearly, you know, punishing her for this. Clearly. One plus yeah. two. There you yeah. go. <laughs> there you go. Logic. Yes. Math. <laughs> coincidence? So, yes. Actually, it's kind of coincidence. <laughs> it kind of is. <laughs> well, that. Yeah. Um, you got food. There were so many women at her monastery that, like, she came up with she had to come up with new ways to accommodate them all including she actually installed pipes and this was in the 12th century this is in the 1100s is this a story she of the invention with, of bunk beds is that what this is <laughs> there was so much room for is activities that, that, <laughs> <laughs> 
No. Oh, okay, go ahead. Motherfuckers, I'm talking about <laughs> running water. Oh, okay, better still. I thought we were going to start running talking about water. Oh, I thought we were in a bug bed. Running water in the 1100s. Triple Shut up, Jamie. The Romans, the Romans did it first. All <laughs> hail Rome. Keep going. Um, don't slow down, don't slow down. Hildegard. Shut up. Hildegard, <laughs> like, so really, I'm so drunk. <laughs> Hildegard was, like, she championed running water and, like, pipes and everything going all through the monastery, which was completely unheard of in the 1200s, or in the 1100s. And bunk beds. And <laughs> shut up, Jesus God. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> Go, go, go. All right, Thank you going. all. Just keep trying. Push, push through. And um, push through, push through. She actually, she was one of the only mother superiors in the um, in Germany who looked at the local water in the area and was like, "Okay, this is garbage. We're just going to drink beer." Hey. So her hey, nuns no. were some of the only nuns in Germany who actually drank beer Rock because up. she knew that it was a problem and she knew. <coughs> <laughs> that it was something that you know would actually cause problems like diseases and stuff. Nah, Hildy, my kind of girl. <laughs> yeah, she was pretty great. Um, when she eventually got them to move the monastery to Rupertsburg near Bingen, it burned to the ground originally, well, and then that's they had what you to get. move it. <laughs> Which just makes me think of, like, Monty Python on the Holy Grail. Satan said no. That burned down to the ground, and then we built raised it. another one up. The huge tracks of land. And so she moved across the river um, to a different area in the same region. Um, and all of her nuns had to learn like about the gardens and about science and about uh, medicine and how to take care of people. Because she created the second, she created this monastery in Bingen and then she created the second monastery in Ibingen, which is across the Rhine. And instead of having noble women study there as nuns, she had merchant class women, which was completely unfucking heard of. And they had to like earn their keep, give me my cider, please. <laughs> Just trying to straighten it out. So they shut up. And they had to earn their keep by writing poetry. They made they made medicines with herbs that were in the gardens. They harvested honey. They made jewelry. I mean, which sounds like that fucking Portlandia sketch of like she's <laughs> making jewelry now. You know, Girl, I got one, you. Yeah. I love Portlandia. You got me. Okay. I'm, on, I'm on it. <laughs> um, she um, Hildegard wrote all of these scientific theses and like she basically I thought came you said up theses with, for a minute. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Sorry, not <laughs> theses. Theses. Okay. With a TH. The. And she similar. wrote all of these scientific books about like the causes of injuries and the causes of uh, illnesses and what cures them. And she wrote. Um, she used things in her garden. Like she was one of the first people to discover the medicinal qualities of ginger. So she was example. like holistic as fuck. Exactly. She was holistic AF and she also discovered like holistic qualities of hemp 
actually. Hey. Um, but she did say that anyone who was really like, um, I don't know the syphilis? word for it. It's no, syphilis. no, absolutely. <laughs> Sex deprived. You just say it. Say it. Say it. Come on. Just Sorry. Say it. Take a hit. Um, Sexually anyone who awakened. Was susceptible. susceptible. There we go. Well, there that, is is not there that is not syphilis. That is not susceptible to syphilis. the. Which is what everybody wants to hear. It's yeah. not syphilis. You're God good. Damn it. Susceptible. <laughs> Um, anyone who is like really susceptible to what it, like the effects of hemp <laughs> would we, should not take it because that, it would just cause headaches and it wouldn't actually do them any good. That was hemp with a with a, with a there was a pop at the end. There yes. was a pop at the end. Headaches, <laughs> headaches, and paranoia. Yes. It's, uh, why is everybody looking at me? I don't get it. I need to exactly. take a nap. <laughs> um, she also wrote Order of Your Tutum, which is the earliest known opera slash musical slash liturgical moral play in Western history. Is this the invention of jazz uh, hands? Is that what this is? This is exactly the invention of jazz hands. Okay. Shut up, Jamie. <laughs> um, it is... She invented the opera, basically. Um, all basically, the, the idea of Order of Virtutum was that this soul, once it left Earth, was trying to figure out where it should go. If it should go to heaven, if it should go to hell, you know where it should go. And it, um, if it all even the, exists, exactly. And all of yes. the women in the play were the singing voices and they were like the singing voices were all supposed to be like heavenly okay and the only man in the production and the only spoken again. role in the production and I'm just gonna keep talking over fuck all of you no do it push on through push on through was um, the priest at the monastery played the devil <laughs> and the devil instead of singing everything like all of the heavenly bodies sang everything he spoke everything which to me just sounds fucking fascinating um, the spoken one actually really sounds like he just couldn't carry a tune and wasn't yeah. a part of the show also yes <laughs> um, but Hildegard wrote all of these theses on science and theology and philosophy and ethics and actually, sex. Um, she wrote, which she apparently never had because she was a nun. Well, uh, well, you would think that we're going to get into that. Thank uh, you. Then, I already gave and Matt and Jamie a preview. This is called a segue. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, so, if, it's, if it's a segue into sex, I'm totally fine with it. Here we go. Um, <laughs> so she basically she wrote all of these. Theses on like the female orgasm. Hello. Hey yo. <laughs> that woke Dev up. Yeah. Did you like that segue? And <laughs> how um and, and all of that and she actually it's surmised that she had this affair with this other nun named Ricardus, which oh, if you look at it, it looks like Richard is, but <laughs> Ricardus. And she had this affair with this lady Ricardus, and then Ricardus was sent by her mother to go, like, work at a different monastery. And Hildegard was like, no, 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 don't send her away. That's my boo. No, 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 no. Don't send my boo away. <laughs> That's well, my Ricardus, Ricardus no, got no, sent no. to... 
<laughs> Ricardus got sent away, and Ricardus died. Oh, of course you did. Oh, man, this is turning into a tragedy, bro. And Hildegard was so Where's fucking... I know. Shut up. <laughs> oh. Ricardus was so fucking... Devi- or no, Hildegard was so fucking devastated over the de- death of Ricardus. And I know Dev is laughing at me because I'm drunk right now. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. That is not why he's laughing at you. One hundred percent. He's still he's still giggling about the orgasmic nun. She threw herself into her work, and she like wrote all of these other things because she was so fucking devastated over Ricardo that she needed something to distract herself. She also like went on tours around Germany and and like preached, and it was literally illegal for women to preach at that time. Yeah, but the Pope was like dude she's a prophet she can do whatever she wants it's fine and so she went and preached all over the place about like how you should treat people and all over she fucking (laughs) like when you have to vomit uncontrollably and it's just everywhere (laughs) yeah she wrote letters to the emperor at the time of like emperor barbosa who uh, let's see. What what does the quote he, say? I thought he was a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> um, it says, "Quote: Despite his tendency to ruthlessly slaughter folks who disagreed with him, he continued protection of Hildegard and her monasteries up till and beyond her death." So, thank you. Okay. Um, basically, Hildegard, one thing that she did was, like, she never, she always said that, oh, I never learned any of this on my own, you know, it's just inspired by God, because if she had said, oh, I learned all of this, and I have book learning, then people would have said, oh, she's a witch. Women? Learn from books? Exactly. With that book learning. In a, in the <laughs> this was we the can't 11, have that. This yeah. was the 12th century. In the 1100s. Yeah. So I feel like they still talk like rednecks, though. Like I, I, I believe that to be true. It really does upset me about that. Darlene ain't got no that book learning. So she, she sort of created this persona of herself as this prophetess. Like, oh, well, God just created these visions for me. Because then they would believe her. And... And then she could sort of say whatever she wanted because they believe her. Right. Um, she wrote all of this music. She is the earliest known composer known in Western history. And she is the earliest known um, sort of scientific scholar known in Western history because she put all Science. of this out. <laughs> Dude, no. She, like, worked in her garden and was like, okay, ginger will help with all of these. I take ginger pills, so I, like, I salute her because those things are awesome. Science. She fucking wrote a letter to condemn the emperor at the time because he was being too lax on heretics to the Catholic Church. And he was like, yeah, this is fine. And everyone was like, "Uh, are you you sure? But it was Hildegard, so she got away with it. Like, um, she also, let's see, she wrote all of these writings that people used all the way through at least the 15th century of like medicine and um, science and philosophy and everything 
And she the only infiltrated reason, the system. I she like did. it. Yeah. And the like only it. reason that people added, like, changed what they were using was not because they found anything wrong with what she wrote, but because they found things that added to it. So, I mean, it's not like they found blatant errors in anything that she did. Um... She wrote 77 musical pieces plus Ordo Virtutu, which is that opera that I talked about. She wrote more than um, any composer in the Middle Ages. Um, well, in the Middle Ages were like literally the worst time. They really were. Ever. So I would For opera, yes. Yes. For, yeah, just for opera. Everything <laughs> right. else is fucking outstanding. But she <laughs> Has it ever been a good time for opera? <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Dev. <laughs> I, you know, thank you for not telling me to shut up. I appreciate you. So far, I so would good. never tell you to shut up, stuff <laughs> because I love you. Um, oh, you guys aren't they, nope. She actually like the things okay. that the codices of music that were created actually prove that people would come to her abbey and listen to the music in the hopes of bringing it back to their monastery to perform. So, like, it's the first example of people listening. To music and wanting to perform it somewhere else. It was the first rhythm nation, wasn't it? it she was like Janet. Was. She was a Janet Jackson. It she was a rhythm was. nation. I know there's um, still more stuff, but we gotta wrap this up. I know. And our- the last, the last thing I'm gonna say is that like, when she was 80, she died when she was 81. That's like a million back then. And yeah. I know. Yeah. And when she was 80, she, um, there was a guy, there was a man who was buried it on the ends with a man. The prophecy. <laughs> Would you let me finish the goddamn story, please? I'm sorry. Go ahead. There was a man who was buried on the property of the monastery, and he was not Catholic, presumably. He was a heretic, but they had given him his last rites and everything. And then the Catholic Church said, oh, you know what? You need to physically dig up his body and move it somewhere else. And Hildegard said, you know what? I'm not going to do that. I'm 80 years old. Um, We gave him his last rites. He's going to stay here. So they fought with her for, like, most of the last year of her life. And she finally finally took all of the tombstones and fucking removed all of the tombstones so that the Catholic Church couldn't tell who was buried where in their cemetery. And so, so she said, fine, find him. And they couldn't find him. And her great, great, great granddaughter was named Caroline. This is what we should have led with. We should have led with this story. Um, So she basically, like, had her hands firmly grasped on the balls of of the Catholic Church in the 12th century. Um, and she created most of what's known as opera or, you know, science in Germany nowadays. Science in Germany um, nowadays. That's the yeah. specification. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the specification. Um, but she is a really great example of, you know, trying to infiltrate the system and um, create music and create art and interpret things regardless of what the man says. Damn the so, man. I that, fucking love Hildegard. Hildegard is awesome. Damn the man. And uh, now we have to wrap this show up because yes. we have one more left before oh my gosh. our six o'clock 
Thanks for letting us crash your party. We're, we're, no problem. Uh, <laughs> Happy to be here. We have to do the fastest Pop popping of the plugs. So real quick, you guys. Ellie. Um, so thank you for bearing with me while I was drunkenly rambling through all of that bullshit about Hildegard. Um, if you are interested in looking at the pictures of a woman who dresses oh. up in a blonde wig and sweatpants yeah. as Pam Poovy, um, then check out... Um, <laughs> my Instagram page at Real Kiki Elise. Um, I follow Instagram. Real Kiki Elise. Yes. Oh, do you really? Did, did you just hit a thousand Instagram? Followers? I did. I just got up to a thousand Instagram That's followers. Big. Congratulations! And thank you very much. It's very exciting. Um, and yeah, um, if you are interested in hearing me sing like a normal person might do. Then you might come to the Holiday the, Inn on seven ninety four in I Vernier. Hate you all. <laughs> and also come to the uh, <laughs> and also fuck you. Um, <laughs> the A one Players production ah, of Bridges of Madison County, is. which or opens. I don't remember the exact dates, but the weekend of Motor City Comic Con, and runs for the the first weekend of June. So. Yep. All right. Should be pretty good. Guys, go ahead and plug your uh, your show. Before it. Oh, all right. Oh, yeah, Man ahead, Cave Jamie. Happy Hour. We do yeah. that uh, there on the Podcast Detroit Network, where we do Man Cave Happy Hour and uh, Animal Talk, and uh, we talk about drinking and about pets, and we have fun. And thanks for letting us crash your party. Yeah. Oh, it was fun. It really it was. was a, it was a good time. Thanks for coming. <laughs> I know that like I kind of rambled <laughs> quite a bit. That's what we're here for. It's all good. Oh, good. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> Steph's not here because she had to run off real quick. But uh, go to stephaniemenard.com oh. for all most of your stuff. Menard needs, and uh, you know, as always, I plug uh, Snake Oil Comics, Snake Oil Horror uh, podcast. This week is uh, Dark Angels and Pretty Freaks. They're a couple out of California. They talk about their daily lives and their dogs. It's great if you like that kind of thing. And uh, as always, fuck Steve. Fuck so, uh, Steve. Yes. So until next time, uh, I've been the Color Man Big Dev. And that was Stephanie, and Jamie. I'm Ellie. <laughs> Jamie. Oh, Matt, yes. <laughs> <laughs>